What's up, everybody? Another edition of The Dumbest Timeline. We continue this voyage into exploring the things that make me and my awesome guests feel like they're in the dumbest timeline. This week, we have another wonderful guest. We have with us Sam from Watch Mojo. Some of you may have seen us reviewing She-Hulk. You may have seen us playing a trivia game. Sam, it's always a pleasure to have any sort of social media interaction with you. I realize now, as I say this, I don't think we've met in person. I don't think so either. Thank you so much for having me on. I, Pleasure. We've, yeah, we've been uh, virtual pandemic friends, just like yes. on internet shows together. And uh, I, yeah. I love it. I have such a fun time every time we do something together. And when I was looking for someone to be on the show this week, I hit you up because I was just like, I feel like, I feel like you're on the same page with me. We do live in the dumbest timeline. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, who knows, there, there could be worse ones, but this one right. definitely has some hallmarks that are just uh, head scratchers. <laughs> so you picked an awesome subject this week, and mm -hmm. I'll allow you to introduce it. So let's bring that up. Yeah, so when you asked me to, to think of a subject that could, you know, indicate that we're in the dumbest timeline, I didn't want to go too serious, but I also, you know, there's some dark stuff happening and I wanted to get around the periphery of that. So what I landed on was paper straws. Here nothing, yeah, nothing gets me more frustrated about the state of environmentalism mm. than paper straws being hailed as our, our savior, our, you know, big, bold climate action plan Right, is just to... Uh, have your your drink get soggy halfway through yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes yes and yeah. i figured it was kind of like appropriately stupid but also there is kind of a, a deeper through line of like we are you know given the responsibility for mitigating the climate crisis with things like paper straws or yeah. you know carbon footprints and stuff when it's like really i feel like there's a lot more we can and should be doing you know right Right. And 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 it's true because I know my partner always tells me whenever her and I talk about this, because I remember the first time I ever had to use a paper straw was in New York. Her and I went to lunch with my cousin and they gave me my drink. And when I got my drink and I took a first sip, I was like, something's wrong with this straw. And, my, and she looked at me like, no, that's their paper straws. And I was like, paper. I was like, but doesn't that just get soggy and like swell like the way paper swells up and and of and that's exactly what it did and i thought how does this how is this better because when i ordered my second and third drink they had to give me a new straw every time yeah i mean like the pitch is that they're biodegradable right and that's right good like i i'm very anti-plastic i think we yeah. should get away from using as much plastic as we can yeah. but it it should wait until it's like in the landfill to start biodegrading right it shouldn't be doing it in my drink and i think they just did not get that balance right you know there's there's eco-responsible plastics they could be using but they just went straight to like hey you guys want environmentalism we're gonna make your drinks friendly. yeah yeah soggy soggy paper in the middle of your drink that it like rubs against the ice and and starts to shred <laughs> and <laughs> i'm just like slurping down my ice cap because i i can't you know if you leave it there for too long you're not getting that bottom bit right that's I, exactly what happened to me the first drink i had it got so swollen at the bottom 
that it just stopped working. And then I didn't want to, I ended up just drinking from the glass and the, and the, the next drink when they gave me a straw by the third drink, I told him stop bringing straws. Cause that, that was the, and that's when I started thinking about the metal straws, reusable straws, the, the, the rubber, like I have a, a pack of the reusable ones with a special cleaner and stuff like that. And, you know, I remember when I got them, I felt so proud of myself. And there's that kind of false sense of like, you're doing it for the cause. But then at the same time, I'm also looking at major corporations and huge businesses. And then you see things like the space race between all these billionaires. And I'm like, here I was spending $4.99 on, on a set of straws. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, just and and yeah, it gives that like sense of complacency of like, yeah, I'm fixing the world when like there's, you know, on that scale, there's not much action we can take. Right. And meanwhile, I mean, like the the kind of deeper through line that I always get is like the the concept of carbon footprint hmm. was invented by an oil company. Oh, yeah. I BP oil. That. Yeah. BP oil coined the term carbon footprint to put it on the consumer to reduce their carbon waste rather than to ever make it like an institutional thing to address. And I feel like paper straws are just, that's where one of the timelines branched off. And we're in right. that timeline now of like, well, it's your responsibility to, you know, oh, not dear. ask for a straw. Like, and I mean, I, I studied environment, I could give you oh. the well, we need to, you know, tax the companies that manufacture plastic you know mm. the the cost of cleaning plastic out of the ocean mm. should be incorporated into making a plastic straw you know if it takes oh, ten dollars yeah. to uh, pull that plastic out of the environment it should cost you ten dollars to make that straw yeah and at the end of the day they'll find you know maybe paper straws will be the better thing but i mean the fact that they're i don't know if you've seen that meme on tiktok of like oh the liberal leaving my body as soon as my straw gets soggy you know like <laughs> And it just makes no sense to me that they're handing me a paper straw in a plastic cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah. Wow. I honestly thank you for telling me about the BP thing. That I feel is also a commentary on the dumbest timeline. That the idea that this large corporation, I mean, dumb in the sense that they think we're that dumb. You know, because I feel like that's someone in their marketing department being like, Hey, we got to figure out a way to make it so that they stop pointing at us whenever there's these disasters. Yeah. And honestly, like, dumbest timeline, sure, but also like a smart move on their part. Like, that right. PR person got a raise, is now working for some bigger corporation right. on Epstein's lawyer team. I don't know. Oh, but my God. Am, am I allowed to make that reference? That's, that's yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> more unfortunate, like, how accurate <laughs> the statement probably is that these people do go on to be more successful like that's the thing and and th this subject has come up a lot in the dumbest timeline conversation that uh, greed has made us dumber as a society because people keep making decisions based purely on how much profit they can make and even it, uh, across the board every every country is dealing with it it's not just the capitalist systems all the systems are still have a lot of greedy people so you have these examples of people who keep rising in the ranks for making these really unfortunate decisions that affect all of us. And every decision they make that like, there's one person who made that decision to say like, okay, 
carbon footprint's their fault, paper straws, we're going to make them hate environmentalism. And like, every time they make one of those decisions, that person's getting a little further from heaven. Like, (laughs) I'm very conscientious of like, how I treat people, how I act, what I do. And like, I I feel bad when I do something that has like bad consequences. But like, apparently, that's not everyone's mo you know that was the kindest way to say someone's going to hell that i've ever heard in my (laughs) a few steps further away from heaven it's like the nicest most polite way very canadian (laughs) he double hockey stick baby yeah 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 yeah. so when when you because you you studied environmentalism you were saying yes i did and you were listing off a few things that we can do that can help in general do you think there are major changes that governments could do actively do from your studies from your observations that are i'm trying to figure out because i've i've I've, every time i had this conversation with friends i always say unfortunately until we can figure out a way to make it seem like there's a financial benefit to trying to save the world all these corporations will never actually care about saving the world yeah yeah a hundred percent of like the the profit motive just kind of squashes any sort of ethical you know consumption anyone wants to do whether it's you know us being like yeah i want to i want to use paper or metal straws you know Mm because we want to help but then the company at the top is like well those cost 0.4 cents more to make a biodegradable plastic straw so and but in terms of concrete actions i'm like really glad you brought this up because yes please this ties into my work in politics too but i really believe and the the numbers back me up here that one of the biggest environmental things we can do is demilitarize and basically defund all of our military and police systems Mm -hmm. if you look at it like the american military is one of the biggest if not the biggest polluter in the entire world hot damn yeah, their carbon emissions are higher than like several nations. Oh, okay, okay, it makes sense. Yeah, because they don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we gotta uh, fly twenty jets over here. Let's just fly twenty jets over here. It's like you don't need to fly twenty jets over there. Yeah, but we gotta have a show of force. Yeah, and and we gotta have our bases here and there, and they've always gotta have their lights on, and and that's like I'm very, uh, you know, we a don't want military just for like the human rights stuff that they're doing all over the world but b like there is a very compelling environmental argument to be made for like these organizations that we're sinking more and more of our tax dollars into are actively hindering our chances at having a better timeline or a better world Mm -hmm. and like man if we put half of the resources that we put into policing and military Mm -hmm. into you know grabbing the plastic out of the ocean or, you know, researching ways to make it cost effective to have biodegradable straws and cutlery. Like, I'm sure we could get on this so fast, but it's just the the systems that organize it all in place. They know all the money and resources are going to the military and you're sucking pop out of a <laughs> cardboard tube. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suck and pop out of a cardboard tube. I that's the title of this one, by the way. So yeah, that Love is no, it. that's such a I first of all, I didn't I never really thought about the fact that and you know what? I feel like that's an, another example of 
what is it that they say? The greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing you they don't exist or he doesn't exist. And it's like the military, the greatest trick the military ever did was convincing you like, we're not really using fuel. Like you don't, don't think about it when we fly over football games and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I I'm hesitant to say the exact numbers because I wasn't able to pull up an exact figure, but like sure. the, the articles I was looking at right before this were like, yeah, bigger than Peru, bigger than, you know, like all these countries that, you know, are prosperous nations yeah. that just U.S. military already has bigger greenhouse gases. Like, don't, don't worry about that. Uh, terrorism, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. Never right, right. forget. Never forget. You, you yeah. should be more scared than you are hopeful for a better world or I don't know. I get very cynical really quickly. No, no, no. But these are valid points. And I I think, you know, honestly, I feel like it's something that by bringing it up, we make people kind of take a look at it because you're right. I never thought about all the military bases. And and it's true. Military bases don't turn off at night. They don't turn off the lights. Hell, they don't even turn off the lights at the stores downtown in Montreal. Sometimes I'm walking by at night. You see lights on like sure they're lowered, but there's lights on on all these stores. These are all small things that we could do to make it better. But then you talk about military bases across the world and not even just American ones, anyone's military bases. You guys leave the lights on all the time. And yeah, oh, it's because we're functioning and we can't just turn off the lights. And but first of all, why do you need that many military bases in the first place i I, oh because there's active battles why are we doing all those things and then it goes all the way back 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 to like the greed stuff which i feel that goddamn little thing comes up so much yeah and this is why like i'm i'm really interested in the deeper parts but also if we want to bring it back like i can go back to paper straw jokes you know like we don't have to fix an imperial foreign policy each day (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's just so, so interesting how like, you know, you see things like, hey, we should defund the police on a local yeah. level and distribute those yeah. to those resources to the community. And it's like, that is uh, at its core also an environmental initiative. Yeah. You know, of like spread out the resources, stop giving them to these, you know, centralized military forces who just oppress us and then, you know, protect the city's property or the, the state's land. Yeah. These are fantastic angles that I have genuinely never thought of. Thank you. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, and and that's one of the reasons I I love doing this show. There's a lot of things that I feel and I'll I'll, I'll acknowledge that I am ignorant to a lot of things because I don't necessarily do all the research. So I take full advantage of speaking with people who know a lot more than me which in this case is you and just kind of opening my eyes to stuff like that. Because as a person of color, I've dealt with wanting to see less police and just in general in the streets, kind of just like you see all these stories with like five or six police officers surrounding one person. It doesn't forget the fact that it's even a person of color just in general. Why do you need six, six police officers doing what they're doing sometimes? But then add on the fact that sometimes it's men of color and then it's six, seven, eight police officers with two of them trying to make sure no one is filming anything while the other five or six are. And I'm not saying this is happening every time, but it is happening enough that we've seen the videos. And now that we live in a world where those videos are there, you can't deny the existence of these moments. And then adding in this element of, oh, by the way, this is also an environmental issue that we could address if we started to cut back on how much fuel we're using to support all of these vehicles that they're driving around in and just the the different things that you, you know, when you link them together, you start to realize like, oh, a lot of this stuff is oppressive 
on so many levels, you know, and environmental issues and and marginalized groups being treated the way they're treated are all part of a similar problem. And to think that the people at BP are making, and not just BP, but all the other companies continue to make hand over fist money, even during the pandemic, probably made more during the pandemic. And then you hear things like, and once again, thank you for informing me that the idea of a carbon footprint comes from them so that they put the onus on us who are sitting there trying to survive in these unfortunately oppressive situations. And it's just like, oh, and by the way, on top of that, you guys are also the cause for the ozone layer problems and the the plastic in the water and stuff because it's it's your carbon footprint. And it's like, good God. Yeah. Stop using your aerosols. You're the problem. Like, no, it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, these ideas are. I mean, before I go into this, I will say. As much as I bring in my environmental knowledge, you in my own arena have have acknowledged me on many of the subjects I'm supposed to be an expert on. So I, I do appreciate this exchange of knowledge, you know, like, love it. Yeah, I, you're honestly, Sam, I really do appreciate you coming on the show because I really did. Like when you sent me the subject, I was just like, okay, like I read the thing and I was like, this is going to be interesting. I, you know, like I, the idea of the, the paper straws and I, but then when you see you, you brought it into such like interesting positions and, and added like facts that I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about this stuff. And it really just changes the way I look at this. So, you know, thank you for like, I, I, this show is only fun because I get to speak to people like you. So, oh, oh I'm so glad to be able to kind of come on and rant and rave because like, yeah, I mean, I ran for local office right. last year in, in Montreal right. and, and I was big on like a defund platform. And then also, you know, it comes into the ideas of inequality through environment and yeah. environmental racism. So, yeah. you know, neighborhoods are stratified and even the like environmental politicians are giving the best green spaces and the best environmental resources to the richest communities. Right. And so That's here I, I yeah. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I mean, like, I'm here in Park X, which is one of the most, like, diverse boroughs in all of Canada, and yeah. we're a heat island, you know? People are dying right. of heat stroke, and yet the budget's not there for that. It's, it's yeah. all going to the police, and I don't know, maybe I should make another paper straw joke. But <laughs> no, I'm, no, no. It's you all know connected, and, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, I mean, like, that's the thing, you know? I, when you're talking about the... I, I didn't know about the, and I maybe it was in one of your stories, the whole concrete island idea and having more green spaces in suburban areas and more concrete spaces in urban areas in cities and why those, like, what, three degrees hotter throughout the year on average in urban areas because there's no green spaces to cool down the neighborhoods. And I remember seeing that and being like, I've never thought of the fact that I grew up in an area that is all tall buildings and concrete and that I was potentially just in a hotter area. Like I was more uncomfortable just for the sheer fact of growing up in a predominantly diverse community like Cote d'Ange. Yeah. And, and so that's where I'm like looking at that and I'm looking at all the resources that are giving into policing, given to policing. Right. And I'm like, there, there's, there's a connection here. They're, you know, they're, they could spend that money just putting moss on all our roofs, all our walls, it would bring down the temperatures. It would, you know, like on a local level, mitigate climate change much better than paper straws could. Right. And yet, you know, we're kind of sold this like, well, there's nothing we can do. The 
the there are guns, so we have to put like twenty percent of Montreal's budget is police. Twenty yeah. percent. That yeah. that's one out of every five dollars. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm going back into my no uh, no no keep running going. for political office diatribe here, but like, man, there's just like there's so much we could institutionally be doing about climate change and yeah, and there are you know a lot of good people doing this work. I'm it's yeah, easy right. to get like super cynical, like no one cares. Like there are people who care, but just the profit motive that, you know, kind of splits us into you're getting your plastic cup with a paper straw and police presence 24 seven, like deal with it is, is just like, there's gotta be a better timeline where we just kind of said like, Hey, all the cop money goes to building houses that are eco sustainable. Like, I don't know. Or, or or like, you know, I, I base level income which is sometimes brought up and discussed whether or not that is the per- a perfect idea i don't know i haven't done enough research into it but i can imagine as someone who grew up in cotonej and i know some people who made decisions based purely off the fact that their families were struggling there wasn't enough money and they made they made friends with people who promised them a lot promised them the moon and they started doing certain things that on a legal front is probably not in their best interest. And it was hard to watch them make those decisions. But I knew that decision came from the fact that there just wasn't enough money in that household. It had nothing to do with them wanting to do these actions. It had nothing to do with them feeling like this is the right thing to do. It had everything to do with the fact that there's just not enough money in this household to support this family. And I have to do what I have to do to survive. And then you think about like, well, what if instead of putting, like you were saying, $1 for every $5 out of every $5 into policing, we tried to put $1 out of every $5 into helping these people in these communities have a slight, like a little bit more so that they don't feel the need to make bad decisions. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, in, in the way that I've seen it through, you know, how I've researched and, and yeah, just seen anecdotally crime isn't done by bad people people or you know like not predominantly like there are bad people doing crime at every level you know embezzlement up here and you know petty weed dealing down here right and you know one of those is actually a little more harmful to society than selling plants you know Mm -hmm. uh botany as as some (laughs) might just call it but yeah and and just to yeah it it always kind of irks me to see like there's very little thought put into the whole process of like, well, okay, there are, we're in, you're in Montreal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're in Montreal. I thought so just, we've never met in person. So, uh, and the, the stories here are all about like, oh, there are gangs and this and that. Right. And, and that's how the narrative they use to like spend more money on police. And it's like, well, what do you think would actually reduce that activity? And like you're saying, like, it's not always people who, want to do you know it's not like yeah. i'm gonna do crime when i grow up it's like yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my only option you know like yeah, yeah if there was better funding for community programs if yeah. there was you know a community garden where they paid citizens to come in and and like and grow and grow make food for the yeah. community like this is just like it's almost a no-brainer of like nature is really resilient and wants yeah. us to help it thrive help yeah. her thrive mother nature and we're just doing everything in our power just to like not listen. Right. Yeah. We are actively trying to fight against everything that it's trying to do. Like mother nature, the planet is constantly trying to show us like, 
yo, it's not going well. And I, 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 if I, I could do this if you guys work with me. And then it's just like, I don't know. We kind of all just like having cars and having be really expensive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, helping you seems like it's, it's like driving a friend to the airport. You know, no one really wants to do that. It's like, yeah, but homie, that we need to fix this because I can't keep sustaining all y'all, and that's just what it is. Oh, yeah, and it's it's greed and the profit motive, and oh, it's man. also like you know there are studies that continually kind of pop up and then get pushed back down of like yeah. a yeah. lot of times solar power is deemed unfeasible because it produces so much energy that it's like negatively profitable or like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, there's just too much supply of it so they can't kind of build the scarcity model that they do with with oil and gas. And so they're like, oh, we we can't make money off of that. Like, let's just scrap it when it's like, right. That could be covering our whole electrical bill. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. We, I've heard about I've heard about people who have houses and put the panels and then are going into the negatives with the, like because they're putting the panels to supplement their electrical, the, their uh, their electricity use in their homes. And then it ends up putting them in the negative and the. And people are like, then laws get put into place like, oh, you can't have solar panels on your roofs. And I was like, whoa, what are you talking about? This is working. I'm not, I'm less of a strain on the system. Yeah, but we want you to be beholden to us financially. Yeah, yeah. Here's your your reusable grocery bags and paper straws. You do yeah. that. You, I'll even, I don't know if I have enough time to bring this up, but like the city of Montreal doesn't recycle glass. Yeah. I know. I found this out recently. Supposedly, we have a really huge, like, it was too expensive, so we stopped doing it, is what I was told. And we're still all throwing our glass in the recycling. Like, I did the good thing today, you know? Right. And they're just tossing it all into a landfill. Like, oh, God. it's the worst kept secret, you know? Like, yeah. my environmental studies, everyone knew it. The restaurants I worked at, everyone knew it. And yet, like, every once in a while, you'll just talk to someone being like, really? Like, they... they they should. I recycle every, you know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm and people want to, help. yeah, people want to help. People want to recycle and use paper straws if it'll help. But right. like, just let us put solar panels up, you know, yeah. let us, let us grow moss. Let us, um, and this is no, this is not an admission of guilt. If moss and solar panels start popping up around my neighborhood, I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> I, you know what though, Sam, I really hope you do. And I honestly, I want to, I want to thank you so much for jumping on this edition with me. It's a great conversation. It, I honestly, and when you sent me the subject, I was just like, oh, cool. Like this is going to be an interesting one. I never really thought about paper straws as a reason we're in the dumbest timeline, but yeah, I could see that. And then we had such a great conversation. This was fantastic conversation. I really do appreciate it. Thank you thank so much. You. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this was great. We were able to kind of just like, yeah, jump in with the paper straws jokes and then be like, but also like imperial yeah, militarization. Yeah, yeah. We don't like that, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, this yeah. was great. Thanks so much. To anyone who's watching this, you know, we're all we're all trying to work through it. And, you know, I, I regularly say, and even the, the tagline for this show is, we don't live in the darkest timeline. We just happen to live in the dumbest one. And, you know, it's okay to feel that this is kind of a crazy world that we live in. And we will figure it out together. Sam, is there anywhere that people can follow your social media content? Because I really feel like you have a lot of good stuff to say and they should know. Yes, there are probably too many places to follow my content. <laughs> but on Twitter and TikTok, I'm Beat Easy, B-E-A-T. E A S Y and Instagram, it's the beat easy because I jumped in a little late on that one. 
And, you know, I'll cross post from my political accounts or my Watch Mojo accounts here and there. Yeah, follow Watch Mojo too. We love posting TikTok. Yes. And, and Brian's often featured on our stuff and, and tweeting back on. and forth with us. I do. Yeah. A recent, recent discussion turned into one of my highest, imp- like my highest impressions, over 12,000 impressions from just replying to one of your tweets. So, was that the most- Thor one? Yeah. Most of it just angry people telling me I'm an idiot. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, Twitter's great at that. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. It was great. To everyone, thank you for tuning into another edition. We'll be back with another one next week. Peace, everybody. Have a good one. Peace. Thank you.